Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking cool. We're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino. We're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening. I'll tell you what I won't be getting. A $5 corn dog. That's absurd. Yeah. So. <sighs> I'm going to go with it during the day. Right on. So you see how this show works? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so it's going to be more shooting or controversial? or what do you Whatever you, you want it to be. You don't have to be. Nobody has to be nice. I shit on people. Although I thought I you were care. trying to get back in, so yeah. you might want to be nice. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Well, I think everyone I'm going to shoot on is gone, so that's cool. Yeah. Motherfucking. Either dead in jail or still a car. Priest. Quit promoting, so. Priest gets upstairs and he goes, man, I got to fart. I was like, you got to fart it down there. We needed content. Um... But yeah, you, there's no restrictions. Like you could be as nice, or like that's why we want to get JP on because I know he's gonna shit on people. But he is he? Yeah. Huh. Especially now that he's on the outside. I'm just afraid I'm not gonna. Have been I don't think that's gonna last. You guys are about it. Couple shows. Maybe. It's a rare condition this day and age. On the newspaper page And love and tradition Of the grand design Some people say It's even harder to find Well then there must be Some magic clue Inside these two Aloha and shalom For Jesse Van Ruden <laughs> I am Hotshot Scott Williams And it's the Ross Family Matters Podcast Episode, oh, I don't know anymore. We'll have to figure out 30 something. 34? Yeah, is this 34? Well, 30 Smith? something like yeah. Timothy Boss. Oh, what a shit show that was. Anyway, Vic Stick Ross joins me to this my left as Sam usual. Straight across is Jigga 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 Jack Spade. And our very special guest. Some people call him Mr. 90210. Do they? Nobody does that. Some people call him Sunny Beach. Some people do that. Some people have called him the convict. Because <laughs> he's been the convict. Some people called him the number one protege of Mike Thompson. <laughs> Jesus. Some people have called him cousin. Sunny Beach joins us. Sunny, how are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Um, it's been a while, and we're gonna yes. get into your story and. How you got into wrestling and some of the cool things you did, but we're gonna start out the way we start everything out with our with our new guest by asking you what you've been got going on. That's a good question. Um, just came back from uh, rehabbing a shoulder injury. Okay, that'd be fun. Which one? Lane's a big the rehab right guy. The which one? The right one. Are you right-handed? Yes. I'm sorry to hear that. That's rough. Rotator yeah. cuff? No, I jerk off my left. It's okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, seriously, it's a true story. I don't know why I've always done this. He's thing. ambidextrous. What can you say? It's a switch hitter. Yeah, or as Jim Gantner would say, amphibious. You know, after all the years of wrestling, I never got seriously injured. And then one day, I'm trying to cut my weight, get back into the business. And I wake up one day and I can't lift my fucking shoulder. Seriously, like paralyzed type shit. Now, here's the thing that's funny. If I tell people I'm trying to get back into business, A, they'd say, well, we should never have gotten into it. And B, they'll say, why? You're fucking 47. You're going to be 50. But you're not that advanced. Like, how old are you right now? Actually, I just turned 34. Yeah. Uh, last Friday. So still some years left in there if you want to. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. I feel like I'm 80, but. Well, don't we like a day over 43. Hey, oh. How do I look? Yee. Well, you look dead. 
Um, or maybe I just wish it after how you treated me on the last episode. <laughs> yeah, what was going on last week? You guys were... You guys had heat. Just a little heat. Yeah, it's the same heat like I had with one of our other Ross family members. Well, you know, the problem is the CDC finally let him out of his own house. Because <laughs> he had fucking the horrible disease last week. Malaria pox? It was hand, foot, and mouth. Which oh, is that what you had? I had hand, foot, it and mouth. It seems to be a thing. For kids. Well, it is a thing for kids, but... Also, three Major League Baseball players, including J.A. Happ, just a few weeks ago, missed time because of, of hand, foot, and mouth. Because somebody had it, and then they were in a visitor's clubhouse, and then the next team came in, and somebody caught it. Like, it's very, very, yeah, so. Yeah. Okay. Now, you have way to before you go, you explain to me what hand, foot, and mouth is, because apparently I'm a new... Well, basically, you get sores. You, well, you get a fever and a sore throat first. Then you get blisters on your fingers and hands and uh-huh. your feet and around your mouth and then also on your genitals. Oh, it's a real thing. You didn't sit in this chair earlier, did you? No. Okay. All right, as we continue the... Western There's no blisters on your genitals. Those are there. Been got going on. Um, what do I got going on? Um, September looks like another big, big... Uh, time for wrestling, but it's also Megan's baby shower September 8th. Ah. So, yay for all that. Fantasy football drafts are happening, and some have happened already. So, that's, you know, my crack. I mean, I love fantasy football. That's my thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Runner-up last year. Yeah. Number two. A lot of people remember number two. <laughs> a lot of people. What does number two, who does number two work for? <laughs> What you been got going on? Uh, finally, in the month of September, I'm going to get to return to River City up on the cross. I miss that place. <laughs> that was the saddest rim shot since, well, the one that got busted up by the cops. Yeah. Oh. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, some trollop that used to work up there got busted by the cops. I don't know. Are we going into September? Yeah. Well, I could. You could talk about it. Sure. You all could right. talk about something coming up in December for all I care. My knee is 28% healed. All right. Yeah. That thing is really it's gone backwards. It's going backwards. Not doing anything to rehab it. Feeling right. real good. All right. I look forward to it crumpling up and you having a cricket leg real soon. <laughs> so, Sunny Beach. Yes, sir. How... First of all, you know, first of all, yeah, I hate that name, by the way, Sunny Beach. I know, Shit. but we always but, use our gimmick names. Um, what, the last what, name, the last what, name. Oh, what, 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 you, what would you, are you going to change your gimmick name when you come back? Yeah, when you come back, yeah. what will you be? What are you Sunny Knight. I like it. Ooh, so, Knight. Sunny. Will you, will you have a watch that you can talk into and have your car pick you up in the alley? No, I have a really cool hat. So, Sunny. No, no, you don't. Why did you, <laughs> how old were you, and why did you, how did you decide to get into this, this racket? Well... That's a good question. So, when I was a little child, of the age of two or three, my father thought he was bright and figured he'd wrestle around with me mm-hmm. and throw me around. And my mother told him to stop. Why are you doing that? Unfortunately, he won't put on offend anybody, but his response was, I don't want him to become a fag. Oh. So that was his... Uh, Sorry, Josh, hater. <laughs> that was his reason. And then from there, I progressed to watching it on TV with kids and me to shows, and I used to dress up like the Ultimate Warrior, my favorite wrestler, and in my underwear, and uh, take pictures, and then... Uh, he was 16. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh! <laughs> 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 
And then, uh, well, you already know the answer to this, but by the time I was about 15 or 16, um, I saw a TV show um, with someone that looked vaguely familiar to me, and uh, that turned out to be you. Yeah. Uh, hey. When you were in the studio. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the brawl. brawl. Yeah. Yep. And uh, my mom said, that's your cousin. I said, I vaguely remember, you know, and next thing you know, you started with the Rebels of Wrestling, and you had your own wrestling show, and then I contacted you and um, wanted to wrestle, and my mother said, absolutely not. Um, and you promised her you wouldn't let me wrestle, but uh, I could start refereeing. Right. And that's... You were really good. At, you were a really good referee. Well, so you guys you. didn't frequently grow up around each other at all? No. Honestly, to... I don't remember when your mom and dad got married. I was at the wedding. I don't remember if you were born yet. Uh, they were married in '83. I was a year old. Yeah, that's right. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was at that wedding, and the only thing the reason I remember it is because I was 12, and I met <laughs> another 12-year-old girl there, and then we went swimming at like Pulaski Pool, and I had a summer crush on her. Did you guys okay. stop? No, I was 12, <laughs> and in '83, 12-year-olds didn't stop. <laughs> Nowadays, who, all bets are off. But then, you just had crushes. <laughs> so anyway, I met a girl at your mom and dad's wedding that I had a crush on. I don't yep. remember her name anymore because I'm old. And just make one up. Uh, <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> All right, so Melissa, if you're listening, don't call. But when, when I was younger than that, my mom and your mom <clears throat> hung out a lot. And then my mom Very moved to Muskego. And so we didn't, our sides of the family didn't see each other as much as they did when I was younger. But because I'm... Older than Sonny, than Kevin, yeah. I, we didn't connect. Yeah, until. it's like a 12-year gap. Yeah, yeah. You were out busy driving around in the car with that one goofus that would always fucking fuck shit up on you. Yes. And <laughs> he was running around his house in his underwear, beating his chest like the ultimate warrior. Yeah, I had the guy who was, who you know, who we had skilled uh, people who knew how to throw eggs and shit out windows without getting caught. And this one ass clown always seemed to figure out a way to get us caught. Like, I don't know. Yeah, did he also ruin your chances with your summer crush? <laughs> no, that was... Used. Hey, why don't you ask Scott about his VD? <laughs> <laughs> How does a 12-year-old even have that? I don't know. Anyway, um, so you get... So now you're reffing for us. I'm reffing for you. And, um... It's the 80s. And I'm, I'm begging to take a bump from somebody. just want to take one bump. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you managed to, you know... Let that slip in here and the, here and there, but I begged you to wrestle, which you promised my mother, so you stood true to that. Yeah. And then, uh... Yeah. So you ended up finding other outlets, too? Another outlet, yeah, I lied, and, uh, how old I was, and, uh, I had one day of training and learned from there. Hmm. And then, uh... uh would that have been, like, somewhere that did a lot of stuff up near, like, uh... A powerhouse pro wrestling. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Run by, uh, Mr. Uh, Mike Thompson. Yeah. So now you're wrestling and you're getting on the job training because, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. um, how, uh, I, we know how those shows went. There were times you'd wrestle three or four times in a show yes. because that was, you know, the MO of that company is book six guys and well, make first 10 of all, matches out First of all, it's, hey kid, you're going to make it big. You have talent. We need to drive six hours, unload my truck, set up a wrestling ring. You're going to give you your chance. You're going to wrestle. Sunny Beach gave me the name. I wanted Sunny. He gave me Beach. Um, and then I would wrestle under the mask and then wrestle in a tape team match. I get to take that ring down again, down those fucking 14 flights of stairs and load it back up and drive another six hours back home and uh, for a great payday. Well, then you got to do some stuff with Bug Zoom off. 
Now, <laughs> now, now, there's a love hate thing with Fox and Lost. There is, and before all the other shit, like the chance to work those shows again, it was you'd work multiple times. Like so, mm-hmm. even though you were learning on the job and maybe not getting what we would consider your traditional training, you were getting a lot of ring time in a lot between of time. a lot of those companies just because yeah. of the way those shows were structured. And Mike Thompson ran every week somewhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he did. You know. When he didn't cancel. You know, overall, you know, it, it, it was, uh, you feel very taken advantage of in one aspect, but in another aspect, you know, I, I tell people I wouldn't change anything the way it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was, frankly, the best time of my life. By the time I was 20, I felt like I lived an entire life already. The shit that I saw, the place I got to go, people I got to see. Did a couple of ro- So then, when you got to be 18, started a lot, because now I mean you're adult at that point, you yeah. did some wrestling for Rebels. You were part of a heel faction. You also got to play the convict. Convict, yes. When we did the uh, the great Judge Jesse convict bailiff angle. I actually, I really enjoyed that. I thought the it was fucking mask and that suit was hot, unbelievable. Yeah. But uh, no, I actually enjoyed that. Um, so that was fun stuff. And then um, it, it it just felt like at some point, I don't know if you decided you just had enough of it, but then you just kind of stopped. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, you know, I was moving up, uh, I was in banking since I was, same time I started roughing, I was out of high school, I got a part-time, uh, job, or like a work release thing, and, uh, I've been in banking ever since, and I was really making headway for never going to college, really starting to move up fast for a young age, and I wanted to focus on that, and I never ever seriously got hurt, and, uh, one day I said, you know, I don't have insurance, and what happens if I break my neck, you know, yeah. or this, that, I, you know, I lose my job, and I really didn't want to lose my job because I couldn't, you know, because I was hurt or something, so... I just, I went away, and uh, so I don't want to come back, because I never really finished the way I wanted to finish it. Sure. And there was no truth to the rumor that you left because Derek St. Holmes shaved your eyebrow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think someone else, I think someone else had that. His eyebrow. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, painful, but I, I understand I was being uh, a pretty good prick the night well, before, I mean, so but I probably it, deserved it. You, you weren't asked that trip, but then when you think about it, like, but you were a 20-year-old kid, like... How do you expect a twenty-year-old to act, right? Like, yeah. I mean, because even me, like, I'll look at kids in the mall, and I, I do think kids nowadays suck. But, but I look at them act like assholes. I'm like, yeah, I was kind of an asshole at seventeen too. So I don't know. Do you if remember I what did. I was doing? I mean, I remember the shaving of the eyebrow. I remember being told I'd act like an asshole. But I don't. You were just, you were just constantly um, shitting on people that night. But to <laughs> the point where, like, you know, there's the regular banter where right. you just, yeah. and then there's the all right kid like <laughs> enough that's right around when i got a little too big for my britches there and i got a little cocky in that time frame i believe yeah but it happens yeah, yeah. so it was kind of like hey maybe you should learn how to bump better and then kevin would just come in you suck in the ring well, i don't remember the details details i do remember that the show we did was kind of fun because we did the show at um like kind of an amusement park thingy like mm. um like a bay, not like Great America, but more like a bay, uh, bay beach, bay beach sort of thing. Like that. that was kind of cool. But do you remember the name? I don't. I don't. I remember that there was a lot of Iowa people, and then mm. there was the group that Armani brought in. Yeah, which was you, Derek St. Holmes, um, 
me, I don't know if, I, there were a couple, like, there were like six people that Armani was responsible for bringing. We took two cars down. I don't remember who ran that show or whatever, but I do remember sleeping on a floor in someone's house. Yeah, the promoter's down. house. We slept And I kept sleep. going like this, because something kept itching me in the goddamn eye, but I was so drunk uh, that I didn't uh, know what was going around me. So, Scott. Uh, well, that other <laughs> so, out of all of that, though, what was the, like, if you could pick a moment, like, yeah. What would you say your signature moment? Like, what was your favorite match, favorite memory, favorite thing you did in in the wrestling business? Because sometimes some people it's a match, some people it's a memory of a road trip, some people it's mm-hmm. something else. What What would you say your biggest uh, exclusive moment was? If you were starting a DVD, what would be yeah. the, the first thing you put on? Well, two of them actually. The first one would be uh, with Buck because I consider Buck the first guy to actually really train me mm-hmm. and train me traditionally. And to this day, that's the style of wrestling I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I watch. I won't watch modern day stuff mm-hmm. anymore. Um, Haven't for years. Um, so he really taught me how to work. Back then, you know, my idea of doing a long match was uh, about four minutes. And the first time I got to work him, he always looked like Bobby Heenan. So he changed my gimmick a little bit and we ran all the same gimmicks he did 30 years previous. And he said, hey, kid, we're going to wrestle Broadway. I said, what is a Broadway? He said, 60 minutes. I said, ha! I can only go four. And I'll be goddamn. He worked me through it. And uh, wow. different style of wrestling. And my first match with him was a Broadway for 60 minutes. Wow. And then he molested his daughter. Well, and, and that's that's what breaks my heart, Vic. Because I, I, you know, I generally looked up to that man of all the people in wrestling. Because mm-hmm. he took care of me. He's the first guy to pay me. Hotel, gas, and actual real money, you know. Um, but did you see any fucked up shit? I was younger back then, and I had the hots for her, for Heather. Um, so I always tried to get in the bed with her, and I, I didn't do. I, I should have known. Hey, I, get out! Thinking back now, <laughs> <laughs> we're all full up here, brother. <laughs> Thinking back now, this should have been a rough play. But there was a time we were sleeping at his house. We would do three shows in, you know, in, yeah. you know, in two days, and we were sleeping at his house. And uh, in his room, he had his bunk bed, and uh, Jimmy J Real was sleeping on top. And uh, Heather went into the room and slept on the bottom bunk. And I, you know, quietly maneuvered my way into the room and said, is there any room there? I don't want to sleep on the floor. And uh, she said, sure. So I got on my I thought I was getting lucky that time after, you know, I don't know, many months of being up there with them. And then here comes Buck about 10 minutes later. Move over, Sonny. Oh, fuck. So I'm sandwiched in between Buck. Your first so. three-way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And by the way. She still banged Jimmy that night, and he never left the top bunk. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I actually got a blowjob from some other whore that was up there. I forget her name. His but, dick uh, came down like Dumbo's <laughs> fucking trunk. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, that, that should be my first sign when he got in the bed there, and I kind of, like, pushed him out to the floor, and somehow he ended up, I woke up, he was on that side of her, and I was over here almost on the floor when I woke up. So, that should have been the first sign. Wow. Okay, so that was one. So sad. And what was the other? Uh, well, it was just a big show because yeah. you know, uh, you know, yeah, it was actually in a uh, get this a Catholic high school, oh. and there was probably you know a good four hundred people in there, and they had a ramp. It was actually a real big production compared okay. to what he normally would do because sometimes he put a ring in a, you know, yeah, like a show old bar, yeah. You know. um, and the other thing was, um, I right before I started wrestling, I was still working with Mike, and uh, Peter be beautiful. Um, and I don't remember who the other guy, <laughs> remember who the other guy was at the moment. Um, but they were talking. Jimmy was there. It was Jimmy, Peter, Beautiful, and someone else. Um, Casey Styles. Casey Styles. Thank you. 
They said they were going to Indiana for a show. And this was a nice show. They had about a thousand people. They shut down the, the block for this thing. It was like a block party type thing. They had bleachers and a thousand people. And I begged to go with. I said, yeah. And Peter always shit on me. He said I couldn't wrestle. And I was no good. Oh, because he's an expert on that. Yeah. yeah. But I begged him. He goes, well, maybe I'll get you a wrestling spot. I said, well, you know, how much does it pay? He said, 50 bucks. I said, all right, fine. And uh, we go down there. And Jim the Animal Lightheart was uh, on that show. And... Uh, the reason I'm most proud of that is because this whole show is full of Marks and Peter Beautiful and Casey Styles. So, uh, Anvil shows up late, so of Marks. course. Yeah. yeah, all Marks. Anvil shows up late, long story short, uh, refused to get into the ring until he got an eight ball. Um, and while he was in the back getting dressed, waiting for his eight ball to be delivered, everyone's up to him, asking for autographs, this, that, the other thing. And uh, I'm sitting there getting dressed, putting my rest stuff on. And after everyone left, he kicked everybody out. He's like, everyone get the fuck out of here, leave me alone. So I start to get up as I'm still lacing my boots. He's like, no, you can stay. So I sat down and I said, okay. And then I continue lacing my boots. And after about 10 minutes of silence, he goes, so you're going to ask me for my autograph? I said, nope. He's like, uh, really? He's like, yeah. I said, not impressed, man. I said, appreciate your work. I said, but I don't need your autograph. So then, I mean, that impressed him. And uh, he said, uh, you're not a local guy. I said, no. He goes, well, they got some schmuck over here that's uh, roughing my match. I want I want you to rough my match, and here's what I want to do, and blah, blah, blah. And, I, I mean, that was impressive to me that uh, uh, the Anvil, you know, didn't know me and thought not enough of me in, you know, a half hour to, to make that request. So I thought that was pretty cool. That is a cool story, and it sounds like he's better to work with than Stevie Richards. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, why would that be? Scary? Oh, well, we... Uh, I think... We, yeah, we've told this story before. He flipped out because the ring announcer didn't fawn over him. Oh. So he had the ring announcer replaced for his match because the ring announcer could give two shits that he was Stevie Richards. Gotcha. So, you know. Classy. Um, all right, so before we jump into the hat, yeah, I'm going to ask the question we ask all of our guests. Oh, boy. Sonny, <laughs> I know <laughs> that you're not gay. But if you were, if you Thanks had to my father. And if you were, there'd be nothing wrong with it. Right? No, wrong with it. I mean, but your dad would think so. If you had to be, is there somebody that would be number one on your list? Who would you be gay for? Oh, that's a hard question because it's beaten to me so hard, it's hard to even answer that question, even joking around. He thought it would be Joe Pesci. Do you but, think? Oh, <laughs> he thought it would be Joe, Joe Pesci. Hey, bring that cock over here. <laughs> You don't like it? You don't like my cock? I've been working hard on my cock. Why don't you come over here and drag your balls across my face, you piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually hey, good. how that sounds? Do you have the? Uh, do you have a sound of like two meatballs and a sock hitting a wet floor? <laughs> I do not. I do not. What kind of production is this? <laughs> I don't know what picture they'd use for that, but. <laughs> Oh, we gave for God damn it. Oh, you know what? I'd have to say Elvis. Oh, yeah, why not? Like young Elvis, right? Yeah, almost definitely. Like yeah. 76. <laughs> 76 Elvis, 1976 Elvis. Yeah. Just, I, don't, I don't think yeah. August 17th, 1977 oh, Elvis was yeah. what you were. 56 to 68. You gotta find a way to get into that jumpsuit, first of all. It's Never impossible. Let me go. All right. Red. Bro, bring that chair over here. My knees are going to buckle. <laughs>
So, Jesse, apparently we have to make a promo for our podcast, but I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to say. Oh, come on, Nick. We just got to talk about Grapple Talk, where we talk about wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's the national stuff or the local stuff. That's true. I mean, regardless if it's WWE or our local talent, we cover it all. Oh, we also got to plug the social media. That's right. Facebook.com slash The Grapple Talk, and you can follow us on Twitter at The Grapple Talk. Man, that was a really good promo. That was. High five. Hi, yeah. Hey guys, AC Riley here. Be sure to check out the Lonesome Road podcast right here on the Grapple Talk Network. Join me for my trips across the Midwest as I interview wrestlers, get stories, and much, much more. Head on over and check out the Lonesome Road podcast right now on the Grapple Talk Network. This is your road. When you come, you'll walk it alone. Hey everybody, this is RGG from the Regular Guy Gaming Podcast on the Grapple Talk Network. I think it's safe to say if you like wrestling, you also like games. This is a different commercial. Ha! You've been hearing the same one forever. Listen, don't listen to the Ross Family Podcast. Don't listen to them. They have had me trapped downstairs for a long time and they won't let me eat. Don't listen to them. Don't! <laughs> Let's get into the hat. <laughs> and uh, uh. for those of you listening for the first time, um, we don't know what's going to come out of this hat. There's topics that have been put on there from friends and enemies and listeners right. and whatever. So Enjoy yourself. You know, I watched this from the last episode. Why do you use post notes to make it so difficult to open? Why don't you just open That's all we had. That's all we had. Yeah, we have good. like 30 packs of these post-it notes. Can you read my right? Negative. Something about the NWO. Oh, great. Great. How the NWO ruined wrestling. Oh, yeah, let's get started. Motherfuck. Okay. <laughs> now he's awake. The NWO ruined wrestling. Because it could have been the best thing that ever happened to wrestling. You get Hall and Nash, Jump Ship, DiBiase was supposed to be the benefactor that was backing all of this. Um, X-Pac sucks, but he was part of it. And then you turned Hogan, and that was a great stable, right? That's four guys, three huge names, X-Pac and Ted DiBiase as the manager. Technically, it's five guys. Well, DiBiase is the manager. Four horsemen, you don't count J.J. Dillon, but... Anyway, so you have these this thing. It would have been great. And then it makes sense for Vincent to show up. Maybe. Because you got the million dollar man there, sure. right? Sure. Yeah, but that's when shit starts going solid. But what there. didn't make sense is to have 35 goddamn wrestlers every week beating the shit out of the WCW guys and then not being able to understand why nobody gave a shit about anything for a while except the NWO. Let's, uh, let's play a quick speed round of who could have been cut from the NWO oh, without repeating. Okay. Okay, I'm going to start. Right. Scott Flash North. Oh, great. Yes. Really? Scott Flash North? Yeah. He was important. No, he know. was not important. All right, fine. Stevie Ray. Yep, that's a good one. Buff Bagwell. Oh, that's a good one, too. Um, I'm forgetting the Japanese guys. Uh, you know what? I don't know. Chono. Yes, yeah, Chono. Chono. Yep, Michael it, Wall Street. Oh, God. Or VK Wall Street. Big Bubba. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Everyone except Scott Hall and Nash. Oh. Yeah, those are all the same guys, I think. Yeah. Scott, Scott Hall and Nash 
And I guess we'll give another one today. Well, that really covers everybody. Conan? Uh, Would you cut uh, Conan out? Oh, my God. for sure. No, that's the oh, wolf. Oh, oh my God. Is that still nah, he was in the original NW. He was. Was he? He yeah. was. Yeah, I would cut him. I would have cut um, uh, NWO Sting. Rex Ruger. Yeah. Uh, that was Wolfpack only. Still didn't need to be there. The Giant. Like, the uh, moment... Yeah. I know this is the Wolfpack, but the moment Sting joined an NWO faction... Ruined it? I don't care what color it was. Done. The shit. Done. Right. So, what happened was... Now, the reason, for those of you who don't know... The reason is they were trying to do something before the WWF even thought about it. They were going to have separate shows. You were yeah. going to have an NWO show and a WCW show. And in, on the surface, that's not a terrible idea. Except for the fact that you're building an entire heel stable. Correct. That you're going to spin A off. heel stable, and you completely destroyed the other product, which made it impossible for them to compete against each other on equal footing. See what I mean? So that is why, from there, the the NWO, the start of the NWO, made WCW the number one wrestling program in the world, and the continuation and poor booking of the NWO, plus all the money that was wasted by Eric Bischoff, mostly on NWO shit, caused the failure of WCW, which then caused there to be no real competition, and without competition in any business, you got shit, and now there you go, the NWO henceforth ruining wrestling. And, and the NWO was great in the beginning. But you have to, what people forget, and what ended up getting forgotten throughout the people politicking or whatever the hell they did there, was you book an angle the same way you book a match. So it has to have the same sort of beats to it. So you have to have... So they had this super long heat is basically what it was. Just a week over week heat right. of just beating down the baby faces. To the point where you can't even have your baby faces come back anymore. Right. Because it's turned into a squash. So the only option they had was to turn the stable on itself. Right. Right. They had to create their own baby faces. That's what I'm saying. And what would happen is, if you think about it, because of the egos and the creative control of some of the guys, so they'd be beating the hell, spray painting people, and anytime anybody would, no, most of the time nobody would even come in to try to stand up to the NW, which then made the WCW faction look like pussies. Right. But then when they would, they'd get beat down equally as well, too, with no retribution. So or ended up looking like pussies. Right. Or somebody would come in to make the save only to turn and join the NWO anyway. Oh, here's another guy that you could have done without. Whatever the name that Brutus Beefcake used in the, the freaking interview. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You could have done without that. And well. Let me just defend Alex Wright for a minute, Ooh. if I could. He wasn't in the NWO. No, but he was fucking busy, all right? Okay? He busy. He was busy. All Doing right? what? He was in the back. Being busy. He couldn't go out and save his fellow oh, NWO guys. Yeah. He was, getting ready he was dancing. He was he fucking was dancing in the back. He was... Fucking finishing up his junior Nazi training to come out. Oh, and <laughs> the German guy. Got yeah. Now. All right. Yeah. I've defended Alex Wright. Das Wanda. So, <laughs> what, what, what do you feel about the way, my circular logic that gets mm -hmm. us to how the NWO ruined wrestling? 100% agree. I, I thought it was good for the first month. You know, and, and that was it was too far. 
DX did it right. You know, Max was there five guys at one time. Yeah. And that's it. And, it, you know, even that was maybe pushing a little bit. But they contained it. Right. You know, they gave them their spot on the show, but they didn't overtake the show. You didn't have 15 guys. All right, so I'm going to give you that they did the DX thing right as far as size and importance. Uh Okay. Mm -hmm. But then what about when they tried to cookie cutter all those little gang factions? That was before DX. That was was before the NWO as well. Yeah. With the Bariquas, and you had the, the Man mo- on a Mission. The Motorcycle Gang. Yeah, the yeah. DOA, right? So yeah. 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 That was before. The Nation. Okay. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? DX, now, when you look back, seems like the more, you know, the, the bigger thing. But really, what DX was, was a direct... Com- yeah, an answer a, to It was a direct NWO. answer to the NWO. It was just yeah. WWE doing... What they needed. But doing it better <clears throat> because they didn't make it too large. That's true. That is true. And to the point where the NWO got so big and so amorphous that they couldn't even do it right when they when they brought in the NWO. They had their own paper. NWO sold out. Which but, was awful. Yeah, terrible. Just but terrible. Even if they did have those other factions like the Nation and all that, they did it right. It wasn't DX breaking off going against DX. They had their own characters, their own theme. They, I would argue that they did it right from a standpoint that it gave guys shit to do, <clears throat> but nobody gave a fuck about the Bariquas. I don't know, but they, but they were on the payroll, they had to do something with them, right? If, if you had done the NWO right, there was a point where it had to turn, where WCW got the up. And right. WCW was beat right. down NWO. And, and then you break up the NWO at that point, and you... Or you don't break them up, but you interchange members. Like the Four Horsemen got rid of Ole Anderson, brought in Lex Luger. Got rid of Lex Luger, brought in Barry Windham. You could have done that, but the, what the NWO did is they just kept adding and not subtracting. The NWO did that, but they got rid of the Giant and then brought in nine guys to replace him. <laughs> well, what they did was they got rid of the Giant, <laughs> brought back the Giant, then they got rid of the Giant, and then brought back the Giant. Yeah. It was like... Freaking superstar Bill Dundee. Heel face, heel face, heel face, heel face. Lex Luger in the same thing. Well, that was guys, Russ was booking their own show. What That's day what is it? Oh, it's Tuesday? Luger must be a heel. Yeah. And the sad part is, is there were some good minds there that could have done differently, but they just, at that point, didn't give a fuck? Or? They didn't care. Hogan was, gonna, Hogan was always that guy, but Nash stopped caring. He was like, eh, I'm getting paid a lot of money. I'll tell you what the problem was. The NWO was profitable, and it's hard to turn away from your golden goose. Well, Bruce Dickinson once said the golden goose is on the loose and never out of season. He also said, run to the hills, run for your lives. You got it. Yeah, he did. All right. <laughs> Who's Bruce Dickinson? Billy Singer he, me. He wears gold-plated diapers. No, that's a different <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Dickinson. All right. Get in there, yeah. Get real hard. Yeah. All right. Are you still a big fan of Grease? Oh, absolutely. How do you feel about Grease 2? You know, it's the same movie, right? (laughs) What is the the best video game system? Now, I'll let you guys answer this because I stopped carrying at PlayStation 2. Okay. PlayStation 2 was a good one, though. It was. And I got a lot of mileage out of it, but I haven't purchased the system since. I know there's the new Segas, I know Wii, and I know Nintendo's done some other new stuff. 
And obviously there's the other PlayStation. But as guys who still play a lot of video games, or at least are in tune and listen to Maru's shitty show, what's the best video game system? And I'm kidding, his show's actually really You mean, like, overall? Yeah. No, you're not. It's shitty. Like, uh... Graphics-wise, you'd have to go with something from today, but I, my, I have a special place in my heart for that original Nintendo. Sure. The 8-bit Nintendo. You could still play one of those motherfuckers right now as long as you can draw a breath. And yeah, you can blow a lot of it. Super NES, my Tecmo Super Bowl games, yeah. still my fucking money. Even after PlayStation came aboard and they were better graphics-wise, those old Tecmo games... Not the original Tecmo Bowl with the eight teams, but the Tecmo Super Bowl, you had all 30 teams to pick. Still money to me. Did it have Bo Jackson? It did. That's the one I want. <laughs> Just running back and forth. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What, about, uh, what about you? Yeah, it's all nostalgia, because the best video game systems are the ones that are out now. Because if you went back fucking 20 years ago, and you were like... And you went back in time and you, you could show somebody what the fuck video games look like right now. You'd be like, watch this. And they'd be like, yeah, we're watching a fucking football game. you go, no, that's fucking Madden right there. You would watch your little fucking head explode. Right. It's clearly better now. If you're going nostalgia-wise, though, like, growing up, I had the, I had the NES. Yep. And then I had the Genesis, okay, which right. I loved. I had a Genesis. I didn't like it. And I went from Genesis I thought to, it was lesser than. to the PlayStation and the N64. Okay. Uh-huh. PlayStation 2 had that for a long time. Had and two pl- of those. And the PlayStation 2 is the baseball games that EA put out. The triple plays? No, the MLB, MLB series. The series. Yeah, I thought it was called triple play mm-hmm. then. It was triple play on the... Yeah. On the those, original series, they had all sorts of different licenses. And, and those were... Junior Baseball... I had that. And, and those were great. So the EA baseball games for Place 2 were great, I thought. were really good. And then I liked the feature that you could have a home run derby on the moon. And I loved, <laughs> and this is going to sound weird, go back and look at the, the, the MLB games. Uh, um, you will find that the soundtracks were amazing. And it's the first time I ever heard, the, the say, Fallout Boy, for example, or the Bravery, or, you know, really, really Where's good. Where's the soundtrack. awesome part coming? Did, uh, That's right, I'm tough to please. <laughs> yeah, but have you played the show? You have it. I have that. Because it would blow your goddamn mind. Phenomenal. It's good stuff. Yeah. I'm playing that now as Matt. It's an I excellent guess. baseball game. I still play about two hours a day on the PlayStation 4, and I have to agree with Lane. Um, however, and to prove the point, a couple years back, Madden came out with, I believe it was 20-year anniversary, and he used to pay $125, and he gave you all the Maddens from the very first one, up into that point. I was so excited to play MVP baseball is what I was calling, sorry. No, it's right. It, it was MVP. And I put it in and it lasted about ten minutes because I couldn't believe that's something the I The difference would between play. this to that. He, well there was it was pixels of square people going like this. Oh yeah. You know, compared to what you know we were For used sure. to. Yeah, um, remember Atari football? What a piece of shit that was. <laughs> it was three guys that moved y- y- laterally. One thing that hasn't changed though in the last twenty years one of my favorite games back then was Tommy Lasorda's Baseball. Okay. And the, the MLB is showing now. I'm playing that right now. And one thing that hasn't changed for 25 years, except for the graphics, is I couldn't hit that fucking Tommy Lasorda Baseball, and I still can't hit now. 
Okay. Tommy was sort of based by, I will say this too, I think they should have added a feature where he talks about Kent Pavakwa. Kurt that's a great rant I just growing up I just remember when they went from the year now I'm a big Madden guy I play Madden every year that's my thing right when you went from the year where it was just the blank guys or whatever to the year where you could see the fucking numbers on the jersey that was a big goddamn deal did you know that they were coming I just found this out Um, did you know that it's coming out a month early I know Madden's coming out like Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, okay. So in the past. But see, the Tecmo Super Bowls. This is why this was revolutionary to me. It was the first game, the first system that saved the that a did stats. Okay. Even if they were just the top. Oh, hey, okay. Yeah, they were the first that did stats and the first that saved onto the cartridge. Because like because prior to that there was a turret some other systems where you had to keep the cartridge on. To, to get the system running so you wouldn't lose your information. It saved, and it did stats, and that was, to me, that blew my mind because I've always been a stats guy, right? Mm-hmm. Especially, so that's why, to me, that's always going to happen. You know what's pretty great right now on the PlayStation 4 for Madden? Say it's uh, second quarter, and you have to go to work. You can stop right in the middle of the game and pick it up when you get back. That's cool. Yeah, that was not a thing that could ever no. happen. Uh-uh. No, you would leave that. You would leave that shit on all day while you went to school, or you know, <laughs> leave it paused, right? You jerked off or whatever. You know, like just the whole thing. You would turn your TV off, but you'd leave the system on so oh, your yeah. mom didn't come by and <laughs> right, turn the shit off, and then you'd have to spend the whole night yelling at your fucking mom, like you know, mom, <laughs> the system, mom, what the fuck, the meatloaf. Alright. Alright, to the hat. I'm sure all the, our fans out there who are gamers are probably like, these fucking idiots. What are they talking about? But you know what? Let's think about this. You for play me. Fortnite? I'm not. I don't play shoot games. I hate, I hate shooting games. I only played sports. I never liked anything with sports games. Um, what is the best video game ball. system? The best wrestling video game? No mercy. Yeah, for sure. I think the best Still. wrestling video game is... Uh, Superstars Tag Team Arcade. That oh, was, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I have a soft spot for that old Royal Rumble and, like, Raw game and everything, too. Remember the Royal Rumble for NES where you just, you could stand in the middle and hip-toss everybody over the top? <laughs> I think it was, uh, was it Raw or SmackDown? Or was it PlayStation 2? Uh, uh, no, it was the original pl- no, it was the original PlayStation, I think. It was the... the uh, yeah, I think you could first customize your guy. Super Nintendo was the Monday Night the Raw. The Monday Night Raw with the... So, my favorite wrestling game came from PlayStation, and it was when they did the first WCW one, and you could pick the guy. This is the world. And they would have some catchphrase, and, like, Kevin Nash was like, Hey, pick me. Oh, no, you no, Nitro. No, don't pick me. Oh, is that what he said? Yes. Oh, that was Nitro, and it was awful. I gotta ask real quick before you move on, Vic, with the wrestling games. Did you guys, I don't know, I know what I did. I spent more hours designing my fucking guy to look like oh, me yeah. than I actually played the wrestling game. I never made myself. But I would go online, I was a huge nerd, I would go online and I would find, because they used to have like the ways you could make other people that didn't work for that company. Like you could make, you know, at that time it would have been like Rob Van Dam for ECW or like w- Terry Funk was always a popular one. I used to make myself into baseball games all the time. Did you? Yeah, and the, the other thing that was funny is 
One of the couple of the MVP games, Barry Bonds wasn't in them because I Good. guess there was like some debate. So like it would be like it would say stuff like um, Slugger or something. Like they give him a name, but it wasn't Barry Bonds. And there were like three other players, but Bonds was the biggest of the. The other three were a bunch of nobodies, but there was like four guys that weren't in the video game because they wouldn't allow their likenesses to be used. What's your favorite Barry Bonds? He's a fucking juice head. Everybody likes juice. So you hate the guy because he's a cheater? Well, first of all, first of all, let's go, let's, before we even go down the cheater line, he's a world-class asshole. That also a fact. Um, I've seen him berate people in the clubhouse down at Miller Park for no reason. For no reason. That's a legitimate reason. Um, I've seen him when the whole team, the San Francisco Giants, were signing something for some cancer kid. Said, I'm getting sick and tired of signing for these fucking kids. Oh, wow. So, you know. I'll tell asshole. you what. See, now, that's a legitimate answer. That's a legitimate answer. Why reason, is though. my answer not a legitimate answer, okay? Check this out. This motherfucker juiced himself to his head, was as big as that fucking pinky in the brain motherfucker. <laughs> Okay. You have the brain. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. The brain. But <laughs> all right. okay. All right. Won a fucking the home run title from Hank Aaron. Right. Yeah. Okay. But now I gotta listen to fucking guys from San Francisco <laughs> tell me Ryan Braun's a piece of shit because he took fucking PEDs. What's the difference? There is no difference. Did Hank What's Aaron the... juice though? Yeah, if fucking cigars and ham sandwiches was juicing. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. We all know you take steroids, right? Your balls shrink, you lose your hair, and you lose your eyesight. So you may be able to hit it out of three ballparks, I don't, but you still got to see the fucking ball. I don't agree with the eyesight thing. Your eyes are muscles. Okay? Yeah, so just like your, your just like your heart would get bigger, why wouldn't it improve your eyesight? Because remember, he wasn't using anabolic steroids. Anabolic steroids have like have a side effect of bad because that was for powerlifters. You mm-hmm. didn't have to see. He was using him and other people of that era yeah. were using HGH. HGH and other things. So the, the the misnomer is people always say, and we were guilty of it too. Oh, he's using steroids. No, nobody was using steroids anymore. But they were using other things that were helping you recover. Helping you be able to play every day. So it wasn't just that he hit the ball farther, because he did that. But it was the fact that at 40, he didn't get tired. So he could keep hitting home runs. Or, And, you know, his whole excuse is, oh, I didn't know what I was taking. Then why were you taking it, motherfucker? Right. Why, would a, why would a finely tuned athlete not know what he was putting into his body? So what's your, what's your take on Mark McGuire? Then? Same, same thing, deal. Thing. Same okay. thing. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. Uh, never been called out for it, but I believe Jeff Jenkins and Derek Turnbow for the Brewers were both on juice because they had rapid fucking declines. What about Jeff Bagwell? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. The thing is, Matt too, Williams. Steroid, yeah, and Matt Williams was one of the Matt first stares. guys to shit on Brown, no. which I thought no. was... <laughs> which, the, the only thing Matt Stairs was on was Tata Skins. I thought it was funny that Matt Williams, though, shit all over Ryan Braun. Yeah. Why, why didn't Braun blow up, though? He's, he, I mean, I, because there's different reasons he to take steroids. He Stero- Here's the thing. There were some guys back in the 90s and 2000s that were taking steroids that didn't jack themselves up. Right. Like Henderson. They were looking to recover from injury. I will tell you what I thought Braun did that was that makes me not like him. I don't dislike him because he, he used PEDs. I dislike him because in his denial almost ruined someone's career. That The collector. 
They made it sound like the collector was fucking him over because the collector was a Cubs fan. You know what I'm saying? That bothered me. Because I'm of the I'm of the belief in this country, whether you're an athlete or an actor or a musician or somebody who's a celeb, if people want to tear you down, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But they also want to forgive you. So if you're a guy like Ryan Braun, you go, listen, I got caught. I was trying, because if you remember, the year before this all came out, he was injured, right? He could have said, I made a mistake. I was taking some things to try to stay on the field to help my team in a playoff chase. People would have still been mad at him, but they would have eventually forgiven him. I hear you. I don't care for hypocrisy. So when I go to a Cubs-Brewers game, Mm -hmm. and I listen to all the Cubs fans yell, Steroids! Steroids! Everybody forgot about Sammy Sosa? Yeah, who forgot English. Who was speaking great English until they asked him about steroids, (laughs) and then he forgot how to speak English. Everybody forgot the guy who put on 100 pounds by switching what side of town he lived on? Yeah. No, I get it. Because with the White Sox, he weighed about 180 pounds. He just wants people to come to the Dominican Republic. I want him to go to the Dominican Republic. Does anybody remember that commercial? I do. Yeah. Come to the Dominican Republic. All right, so our next topic, mm-hmm. yeah. fresh out the box, is going to be probably our quickest topic of the night. Oh, oh good. Favorite animal. <laughs> Whoa! Favorite animal. Coming in hot. Um, the rhinoceros. Okay. Why? I don't know. They're just, they're I, other than the fact that they can't see for shit, they're nice, stout, sturdy animals with a horn. They're underrated because uh, they're they're tough. I mean, they're fucking tough. We're talking about the lion, and a hippo can kill you in water. Who gives a shit? Lane's, terif- <laughs> Lane's terrified of hippos in water. Fuck, man. But the rhino. Jesus Christ! Is Do you a, know how fast those fat fucks can move? The rhino doesn't have a lot of natural predators. It's it it again. It's just it, its biggest weakness is it can't see for shit, and that's why it charges everything. Okay. Yeah, this question doesn't interest me at all. Let me tell you. Let me tell you some of my least favorite animals. All right. Okay. Snakes. Okay. Death machines. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Snakes are death machines. They can fit almost anywhere. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then you just wake up. You're half in a. Did you ever see the Australian snakes? Those videos on Facebook. Fuck me. Yeah. The ones that move sideways. Oh bullshit! How how you feeling about ostriches these days? Birds taller than me. That's number two. Birds should not be taller than me. All right, I don't even like birds if they're not taller than me. What about me. Mikey? I don't like Mikey. When Mikey walks, it's creepy as shit upstairs. Yeah. All right, but uh, I I came face to face with a fucking emu once. Emu Phillips? No. <laughs> no, not emu Phillips. But I came face to face with an emu in a petting zoo, and a fucking I almost had a stroke. Okay. All right. That's uh, not why. <laughs> What's your favorite animal, Vic? That would quite um, I don't really have a favorite animal. I wasn't done yet. Oh. <laughs> All right. Don't get mad at me. How do you the, feel no. about bats? Don't like bats. All right. So then, how can you say that you're sitting here saying I don't? I'm not interested in my favorite animal. I got a better idea. When you're done naming all these, there'll only be one animal not on your list. That's right. Crocodiles. And thus, that would be your favorite animal. Yes. Don't fuck with a crocodile, all right? How do you feel about poodles? I'm all right with poodles. I don't want to pet them. They don't feel good to pet. Have you ever touched a poodle? That hair is not pleasant. It's like petting your grandma. Why would you do that? I hope you never would. (laughs) All right, yeah, what was your favorite animal? Uh, Sorry, you can go now. Oh, thank you. Thank you for... (laughs) 
Uh, I'd like to remind you, it's my fucking name on the podcast, all right? Uh, I don't really have a favorite animal. Dawn, my wife, loves polar bears. Yeah. Okay. Tell you. Why don't you go see a polar bear, all right? In real I did, life. at the zoo. No, no. Plenty of space between us. <laughs> go to fucking Antarctica. I'm out. Nature's fiercest killers. I'm out. Um, if I go to the zoo, I like to see the big cats. Yeah. Ernie Lab. I like, yeah. I like, to, <laughs> I like to see the penguins. Okay. Uh, my favorite animal, I guess, would probably be Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. You know what else are bullshit? Eagles. All right? Hey, you had your chance. All right? Yeah, I thought this was going to be a short one. What's your favorite animal? Oh. I don't Joe know. I, I don't... I don't... <laughs> hey, you fuck. <laughs> I don't... Well, you want to put some fucking kibble in this or what? <laughs> I'm fucking hungry. Where have you been? You know, well, on the gangster issue, I, yeah, I have to say a tiger. Because, uh... Oh, yeah. A, Elvis wore a tiger ring just like this. Only had a big diamond in it. All right. And uh, John Gotti once said, I'd rather live one day as a tiger than a thousand years as a lamb. You didn't know I was fucking hungry. You've been gone nine hours over here. <laughs> you know what's fucked up about lions? They fuck for 24 hours straight. Oh. True story. That's why they're the king of the jungle. Sharks, don't go in the fucking ocean. Don't do it. Do not go in... Okay, but then you shouldn't be afraid of a lion, because if, if the lion's fucking, you know that you're going to have plenty of time to walk by it and not worry about getting eaten. <laughs> you ever see... That's a valid point. You ever walk in on somebody fucking and they got mad at you? <laughs> you want that out of a lion? No, I mean, <laughs> Brian, Brian walked in on me, like, fucking somebody once, and he got mad and left. He got mad? Well, yeah, because he was trying to come home and go to sleep, and I was on the couch. Were I, you on top? Yeah. Were you just like, hey, Brian? No. He's just like, son of a bitch. <laughs> goo! And he left. So. And then you said, wait, goo you. Goo me! You. <laughs> and you can still see that, right, at Russell shows today. <laughs> wow. That's a great end of the story. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for... I hope she listens. I doubt it. Hey, do you remember me? I do. See you later. <laughs> She's got a dick in her ear. Whatever happened to hand job Hannah? Nobody knows. Seriously. Nobody she knows. Nobody knows. She could be there with Jack Berserker somewhere. She grew up, changed her name. Now she's 50-50 Phyllis. Scott hasn't seen her since that summer. He was 12. <laughs> nice callback, brother. Yeah, nice callback. Alright. You're a player. <laughs> Alright. Alright. This one's uh this one's me. Yeah? Alright. Your question? Well it's, it's and you pulled it? It's my thing. Okay. Alright. Mm-hmm. How I wanna book Terry Funk. Okay. Alright. Okay. <clears throat> First of all, I don't want to advertise Terry Funk at all. Okay? I don't want anybody to know Terry Funk's going to be there. Get it? But I'm going to pay him his full amount. Okay? We're going to have a second match. Give me two fucking guys. Flash Funk. Guys we know. Give me two guys we know. Uh, Justin Dredd and Sean Priest. All right. We'll have a Dredd and Priest match, okay? All right. And then the ring announcer, we'll just say it's you at this point. Yeah. You'll go, everybody, Terry Funk. And he'll walk out. He'll wave to the crowd, maybe shake a few hands, 
and then he'll go backstage, and nobody will ever see him again. So it'll almost be like when George Michael is covering the song, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. And in the middle of the song, he's like, Mr. Elton John! <laughs> and then Elton John, but in this case, Elton John actually performed, but in yep. your scenario, he... He doesn't perform. He just comes out, walks around the ring, goes backstage. Really, the purpose is so that we can hang out with Terry Funk. So, it's almost as disappointing to fans, although less disappointing because you're not advertising him, um, as My Night with Raven. Yes. That I want to book. <laughs> yes. Okay. You um, know, it's ironic that you should bring that up because recently on an ad for a game that I play has been coming up. Apparently Raven Simone has a new uh, television show on the Disney Channel. Oh, yeah? Yes. Was it, was it called Bug-Eye Betsy? It might as well be. <laughs> okay. It might as well so be. So did you ever hear that my Night with Night of, with Raven's gimmick? No. We're going to do a show and we're going to call it a special Night with Raven. So everybody's going to think it's Scott Levy, ECW's very own Raven. Yeah. And That's what I thought. there'll be a spot where, like, two heels are beating on a baby face and everybody's expecting Raven to come out, right? Because that's they, they've been waiting all night for this guy. And music's going to play and it's going to be Raven Simone who walks down to the ring. And Is I, it going to be Raven's music? It, yeah. Okay. Yes. So the offspring. Yeah. Well, or the old WCW Raven theme, which was actually the best of them all, which many think is a rip-off of a Nirvana song. Well, because but since, it is. <laughs> but since Nirvana was the shit, I don't even think oh. about Nirvana songs, so uh, therefore they never existed. Um, however, the best thing that happened, uh, that the best thing that happened out of Nirvana was Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. Everything else, the shits. Um, there you go. Alright. It's kind of like phone calls from Kate. No, that was a good idea. That was a great idea. <laughs> or Tony Skivone. What about the Asian guy named Rex Ruger? <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, those are some ideas that just, yeah. We could have a match between Rick Frere and Terry Funk. We could. All right. Good so how would you book Terry Funk? Uh, I'm kind of in on his idea. Only I, the way I remembered it, we weren't even bringing him out to wave at people. We were just sitting in the back and listening to his stories and drinking beers. Well, that would be kind of fun because he'd be back there like, when is my cue? Oh, I'll tell you. When am I supposed to go out? You uh, seem like nice boys. Could you explain what the hell I'm doing here again? <laughs> um, well, the show's over. <laughs> I would rebook him to chase Mel Phillips, except this time I would have him chase him in the prison that he's probably still in or belongs. Wow. Uh, Not Terry Funk. Uh, Want to do one more? Yeah. You guys can throw out some names. The wrestlers. First thoughts. Oh, you want to you wanna play this game? Yeah. All right. So, some, yeah. There we go. Okay. Right. Oh, by the way, I, w I would book Terry Funk um, in a nursing home. Okay, go ahead. All right, I got you. Do you want, like, wrestlers local guys? Do you want, like, big names? Well, it has to be guys that he would know. Yeah. Well, I'm asking if he wants, like, top-level guys or if he wants guys he knows, like, from here. You're trying to say I don't know people that are on the top level? No, I say you do know people on the top level, and you know people here, but you don't know a lot of the weird middle people. Why are you getting all flustered? All right. Harley Hellcat. <laughs> We're going to throw you a softball right oh, out so, of the gate. Yeah. Wow, very nice guy. Yeah. yeah. Always there to get me out of trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does he warn you a lot? <laughs> 
No, he gets me out of trouble. Yeah. Picks me up generally. Yeah. That sounds like. Okay. That sounds like Jim. All right. All right. Uh, can I go? Yeah, go. I got one right there, right on the top. Kingpin. Kingpin. You know, hell of a nice guy until he teabagged me. That's a prick. Um. <laughs> no, I like the guy. I like the. I actually like the gimmick. You see, back then guys had real gimmicks. They just go by names. So he had a nice gimmick, nice guy. I enjoyed Kingpin. He saved me from, uh, or tried to save me from getting my ass beat by a six-year-old lady in uh, Major Mac. And All right, we're seeing Mexican yeah. Fest. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Major Mac, private dancer, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had one, right? I had one that just snuck away from me that I thought would have been perfect. So I'll come back to it in a second, and I will ask you about um, Angel Armani. Angel Armani. Excellent mind for the business. Uh, tried real hard to impress him, and he wouldn't give me the light of day for a long time. And then uh, when he did, I felt like I moved up just a little bit because I got his attention, and he at least acknowledged me. Cool, I, got, I remember which one I wanted. Doug Dillon. Oh, fuck me. Expert sandwich builder. <laughs> Reminds me of that, that big giant dough thing from the Ghostbusters. That whatever that villain Stay was. Stay puff marshmallow, man. Ever since he dropped me on my fucking head in Stevens Point. Oh, but he's, he's a, safe. He would never hurt anybody. He's a piece of shit. Alright, you moving on. Steven Van Beckham. Don't know who that is. Yeah, you do. No idea. Lillian Garcia. Oh, Lillian Garcia. Sings very nice. The ring announcer for Powerhouse that they called Lillian because he was fucking 12. Oh, I thought she meant the real one, I guess, yeah. yeah. Um, I barely vaguely remember. He stiffs people on their money now. Elvato. Elvato. Took me when I first strip club when I was 16 years old. That's a good story. So we were in Marion, Indiana. Oh, that was a hell of a show, too. And on the way back... That's, here, this actually ties in the Harley Hellcat. <laughs> the first time Harley Hellcat saved me, so we had to back up real quick. Just get into business with uh, Scott here. Coming to the uh, 71st, I believe it was, or 71st yeah, Greenfield training center, yeah. training center. And learning how to bump a little bit and then referee. Met Harley Hellcat. Took a liking to me, gave him my first few body slams. Got his phone number, first time I met him. Two weeks later, maybe, um, doing a show with Elvato. He takes me down to Marion, Indiana. Um, did a show down there. And, and we're driving back. He's like, you want to stop at the strip club, kid? I said, sure. Never been in a strip club before, obviously. We're in Marion, Indiana, so he gets me in. And they're just about ready to close, and here comes the stripper. And she comes up to me, does her thing with her titties in the face, and pulls out her G-string, and uh, I'm just gawking at her. Yeah, mouth folks. I didn't know what to do. He slaps me, gives me a dollar, and I go, and I put it like this, like that. But she was expecting, you know, I was like, you know, very gentle and dainty, and she kind of laughed, and... Then he drove 80 miles an hour, got pulled over, didn't have a driver's license, and now we're stuck. Cop was nice enough not to arrest him, and uh, I called Harley Hellcat. I'm sure as hell I'm going to call my parents. And for knowing the guy, two weeks, he drove, just got off work, third shift, drove four hours to come pick us up. So that's a nice guy, Harley Hellcat. I don't know if your fucking ass was there, for sure. I would have laughed and hung up the phone. Matter of fact, I called you, and you didn't even fucking answer the phone. That sounds about right. Upon the stripper finding out it's your first time in a strip club, did she hump your back with a dead-eyed stare, or was that just a me thing? That's just a me thing. Alright. Any other names? Uh, Chaos. Chaos. I was terrified of him back then. And, uh... Actually, that was one of my better moments, too. We did a show at Texas Victory Hall. 
um, and I think I was in the convict gimmick, and I thought this guy was terrified. That was one of the first times you let me wrestle for you, and I thought this fucking guy, I thought you were mad at me for some reason, because I wanted to wrestle somebody or whatever, and you put me in this, I think it was a tag match, and, I, and I'm like, with Brian? I'm like, oh my god, this guy's going to fucking kill me, because I never thought he'd like me to begin with, and he was the softest, most kindest the fuck happened to Brian that day? Like, uh, well, he had just given you diabetes and he was nervous about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, like a pillow. Except when he jumped off the top rope and splashed me, I think he broke my back. That's pretty yeah, pretty accurate. big shit right there, man. But uh, that was a good time. That was a good match. I really enjoyed that match. Farmer Bruce. Farmer Bruce. Uh, very nice guy. Uh, I think uh, easily taken advantage of. He's too nice. It's probably, a, you know, that version of a Harley Hellcat, but not as naive. Bad Boy Brian. Bad Boy Brian. The little midget? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that little midget. Can I say midget on here? Oh, you, you can say whatever the fuck you want. You can call him a dwarf or an elf. Well, I'd say that fuck. We, we used to call him Dodgeball, but that fucker got me Doc my pay from Buck because we had to follow him to a show and he took us fucking two hours out of our fucking way. We show up late. Buck's bitching in the morning at me and Hellcat, and uh, we didn't get paid that day. How did he take you two out? Was he trying to... We were following him. He was trying to do midget bowling on a, <laughs> a little spot show. It is a little bitch. You wouldn't let him in. I used to do those spots. You know, my one thing is I'd pick him up, hold him up like this, let him drop down on the floor, pick him in, go for a cover, get back up after two fucking... And the third time, I'm going to drop him. He spins around and gives me a fucking DDT. Gets me cut. He could be touched that fight. He was a little... You remember that uh, that show in Baraboo where you're trying to put that midget up on the <laughs> that top little black midget with the cross on? His feet were kicking and you couldn't get him up. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I what? laughed so fucking hard at you, man. What was it up to the like the first rope? I think I got him. Oh, you got him. His ass was as high as the second <laughs> rope, and his little legs were kicking, and your yeah. face was just beat red. Yeah, I was. A, he was fucking bottom. He had a big ass. He was fucking. He didn't jump. Judge Jesse. Judge Jesse. Um. Nice guy, got no problems with him. I loved him. I loved his gimmick. Um, I like doing a little convict thing like we spoke about earlier. Still working. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, hopefully, uh, one of the guys I like to get back in the ring with and uh, start doing some shows again. He's got some contacts. You guys got some contacts, so. Nick Fury. Oh. oh, oh. <sighs> okay, that, that one falls in the same line as Buck Zoom Off. I looked up to the guy. He was my hero before Buck. And uh, we'll just say uh, highly disappointed. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Uh, Frank. The Falco? Oh, yeah. I never had no problems with him. Um, I know. <laughs> Sometimes Heath, I know Vic's got some opinions. Um, I actually just saw him recently. Um, went up to him and said, hey, do you remember me? Talk for a few minutes. Got no problem with the guy. Yeah, he, he never did. booked me, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the guy. Uh, never did nothing wrong with me. Well, I, here was the guy who did book you, Mike Thompson. Mike Thompson. Again, the love hate relationship. You know, I really felt like I was taking advantage, especially as a young kid. You know, um, but at the same time, if he didn't take advantage of me, I wouldn't have started that way. I wouldn't certainly would have never met Buck, and never made it as far as I did. Um, I wish him well. I'm getting older now. I don't hold grudges. I make funny jokes and, you know, and shit like that. But I really don't hold grudges anymore. Everyone, you know. Sure. I, you know, I don't. You know, I still call him Morty if I see him. Juicy Johnny. 
I like that guy. I enjoy him. You know, I, you know, another guy I had a good time with. Um, colors. <laughs> colors. 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 <laughs> oh. The real one. Oh, that's a bad one. Licked uh, his trunks. Yeah. Tiny, okay. tiny love. Tiny. Um, very vaguely remember him. Damon Ray. Romeo Valentino? Yeah. Um, he's a little, um, seemed a little uppity to me, at least back then, but I was a young kid, I don't know. He never, I never talked to him much. Um, seemed kind of like he's always smart-ass to me, but, you know, problem with him. Didn't like him, didn't dislike him. Never did anything wrong to me. I treat everybody the way they treat me. If you, you fuck me over, you, you know, you did something to harm me, then, you know, I got heat. But, uh, you know, I don't know one way to do that with him. What about Tommy Courageous? Tiny courageous. Yeah, I don't want to talk bad because again, the guy never did anything bad to me. Seemed very egotistical to me. Um, couldn't work, that's for sure. Um, but you know, again, just another guy. Another J- guy. J Real. J Real. J Real. I liked. If everyone does, yeah. Lane's doing the thing for you to. Big dick. One time we walked in the house and he comes walking out of the bedroom and goddamn, I think hit the floor. I said, Jimmy, put some pants on you, fuck. Um, but J Real, no, we did a lot of show. I love J Real. Great, fuck, funny really guy. Great funny guy in Russell, too. Yeah, the, the Lens Brothers. The Lens Brothers. Um, you talking about Devin Diamond? Yep. Did one of my first matches with Devin Diamond. Um, again, nice guys. Um, we None of us knew how to wrestle back then. We just, we just fucking learned the best we could, you know? So I think he was the shits, I was the shits. You know, a lot of the guys at that time were the shits. We were just trying to wear our nice spandex outfits we paid three, four hundred dollars for and call ourselves wrestlers. But, uh, no. Yeah, he's a good enough guy. He never did nothing wrong with me. Amber Rose. Amber Rose. Ooh, I had the hots for for a little while there. Amber, Amber Rose. You know, the consensus is everybody but, but Lane, the Jack Spade, is an Amber Rose fan. I, I... Was not an Amber Rose fan. Why are you not an Amber Rose fan? I don't know. Have you looked at her? It's just. Oh. What? She's nice. Wait she's a minute. Wait nice a minute. after a while. Wait a minute. What are we talking about now? I haven't seen her in 15 years. But 15 years ago, she was nice looking girl. It's just because you had to wear a fucking hat. I didn't know she wore the hat. She had the hat. I had to be fucking Joe Pesci. <laughs> because she had a hat. Wait a minute, wait, I, yeah. That's now fucking... Sunny Beach is right the fuck here. He has the gimmick. You're not just gonna... Why not put Amber with him? Why is this Amber's fault? Why is there heat on Amber? Because she bought a hat. <laughs> I, I want to know what the... Yeah, I've been out for a while, so it's, tell me the story. No, you were actually at that building that day. It was Tanner Paul. It was a Tanner Paul gimmick. Yeah. And I thought it was the Agape. It, it was both. That was a span of rebels trying to re... Reignite itself, and uh-huh. everybody was getting gimmicks. Kuba became big time Kuba with his phone. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And what uh, was your gimmick? I the gimmick I was given was Amber Rose was going to be my manager, okay. and she bought a fucking fedora. Yeah. Because she had a fedora and she wanted to wear it with a matching fucking vest to wear over a white puffy grandma shirt. I had to become a gangster from the 1930s so she could wear her fucking vest and hat. Some guys would be happy to get that gimmick and have Amber Rose value. Some guys would be happy to get that gimmick. I would be happy to get that fucking 
get it. Yeah. Right. Right. I don't know what you're bitching about. No, that's, that's literally his point. <laughs> that you would have been happy to do it. So why the fuck did he get stuck with? <laughs> you could have had a big fucking phone. Damn. I would have loved the big fucking phone. Or clown shoes. Oh, he's not Zach Morris. <laughs> or clown We're shoes. We're back to clown <laughs> shoes. I've, you could have been kangaroo. <laughs> I could have. I can't do an Australian accent. Alright, last one then, um, just because we were trying to get him on our show real soon. Steve Santana. Ooh. I miss him. Yeah. I enjoyed that guy's company. Well, but he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I, I saw him on Facebook at some point. He knows someone that I know about a year ago or whatever. He mentioned something in my post out of nowhere. Uh, but yeah, I miss that guy. He was really cool. He was really down to earth. See, the other guys I really miss are the old Rebels guys. Steve Santana would be one of them. Absolutely. All right. Well, I want to first of all thank you for coming on, Sonny, and hopefully you'll be on again sometime. We can do more of this. Um, hopefully, if you're listening, you're going to our Twitter and you're twatting us out, and we're, <laughs> and we're getting up to the. Uh, we got to get to 100 on Twitter. We've already done it on Facebook, so we can produce this video that's going to be absolute fire. Well, I hope you didn't lose any followers after this last episode no, here. Probably. That's impossible. How do you feel about the fighting art of Krav Maga? Alright, I think we're done here. I appreciate you having me on All the right. show. For Jack Spade, for Vic <laughs> Stick Ross, I'm Achat Scott Williams, and this has been another uh, rousing edition of the Ross Family Matters podcast. Good night, everybody.